The Supreme Climb Take now thy son, and offer him there for a burnt offering, upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Genesis 22, 2 Character determines how a man interprets God's will. Abraham interpreted God's command to mean that he had to kill his son. And he could only leave this tradition behind by the pain of a tremendous ordeal. God could purify his faith in no other way. If we obey what God says according to our sincere belief, God will break us from those traditions that misrepresent him. There are many ways such beliefs to be got rid of. That God removes a child because the mother loves him too much? A devil's lie, and a travesty of the true nature of God. If the devil can hinder us from taking the supreme climb and getting rid of wrong traditions about God, he will do so. But if we keep true to God, God will take us through an ordeal which will bring us out into a better knowledge of himself. The great point of Abraham's faith in God was that he was prepared to do anything for God. He was there to obey God, no matter to what belief he went contrary. Abraham was not a devotee of his convictions, or he would have slain Isaac and said that the voice of the angel was the voice of the devil. That is the attitude of a fanatic. If you will remain true to God, God will lead you straight through every barrier into the inner chamber of the knowledge of himself. But there is always this point of giving up convictions and traditional beliefs. Don't ask God to test you. Never declare as Peter did, I will do anything. I will go to death with thee. Abraham did not make any such declaration. He remained true to God, and God purified his faith. I have realized this year that I cannot go through my life without my wife. She is a part of my foundation. God has used our marriage to glorify him in many ways, and I've been accepting that I need my wife to get through this life, to do my work, to train my body, to spend time with God, minister to the hearts of others, to raise my kids, to be in better relationship with other people, and to feed his sheep. My wife is foundational to all these things. Why? It's not because I put myself in her fully, and without her, I can't exist. I'm not saying she's my God. However, I find comfort in her. Just like in Genesis 26, 67, when it says, Then Isaiah 
brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebecca, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Thus, Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Death. I find comfort in my wife. We both have faith that Jesus has saved us and will use us individually and together in our marriage for his good. God has been and will show us how to parent our two amazing kids. They're, they're our future, our legacy. And we're starting a new generation of believers better than us. They will grow up to have amazing strength in the Lord. They will be like fog lights for their peers and even their elders, for everybody, and fiercely search and rescue God's lost sheep as they use Jesus to navigate through the ever-increasing fog of this world. They will be prepared to do anything for God. For this to happen, my wife and I must use our weaknesses, which the devil tries to manipulate us with, but instead allow God to strengthen us through our weaknesses. Joy has to be our default mood as we grow. It's something we're very aware of. When I wanted to drop out of my marriage, my wife fought for us. When I'm stupid, my wife is wise. I've accepted that God has given me my wife to be my strength when I am weak. At times it's hard to accept that I need her, but I know it's the truth. As we know, the word of God is truth. And now, as Oswald is wrapping up April, I feel like the last four months have been amazingly beneficial to my life. I feel like I've grown immensely in wisdom and understanding. And as I read the devotional and read the scripture the devotional pulls from, I'm growing in my relationship with God and I'm able to do things I've never been able to do and have this sense of awareness that I I wouldn't have had if I wasn't so devoted. Last night, my wife and I were having a difficult interaction and I found myself closing off. She found herself being, once again, the strength our marriage needed when I was weak. And she challenged me. But there were a couple times when I said, I forgot exactly, but something along the lines of, I can't, like I feel inadequate to engage in this conversation. But she called me up. And I said that I felt inadequate a couple times, or I feel tired or weak a couple times. And as I would verbalize that, I knew it was a lie. And I felt like I was in my weakness, like I was actually denying Jesus. I was denying that he could use this conversation 
to have us grow in love. My wife, she was there ready to do it, but I was weak and pitiful and stupid. But at the end of it, we loved each other. And I think that was one of the first times I've ever felt like I was denying Jesus when I told my wife no, basically. But of course she knew. She knew what was going on. She challenged me. And because of my dedication to God and my weakness, I sensed something was wrong and I sensed that the things I was verbalizing out of my weakness were lies. So I just want to encourage, I want to inspire you to ask God how you can strengthen your spouse today and take action. Make loving your spouse a part of your everyday will to live. 